Welcome, everybody, to another episode of NFL East Podcast. Make sure to follow the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Music, or wherever you get your podcast. If you're on Facebook, join our NFL East Facebook group, and you can watch every episode of the podcast on YouTube. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe. I'm Mr. McDolphin. You can follow me on Instagram or Twitter at Mr. McDolphin73. And make sure to follow the show on Twitter at East NFL. What's up, Rich? Hey, it's Black Friday. Yeah. <laughs> For the uh, Christmas shoppers. Uh, right. All that good stuff. Yeah. What's going on, Josh? Cool, cool. Uh, not holiday. much, man. We had some uh, We had some good football games on Thanksgiving. Pretty cool. uh, yeah, a little too close for comfort for me, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, we. I mean, I, I can't remember a Thanksgiving we had this good uh, uh, of competitive games. Right. You know, a whole slate. Um, it's not like we had one good game and two crap games. We had three really good games. You know, yeah, these so, are all great ball games there. Cool. Uh, right, exactly. So, and that's what we're going to do today is we're going to do a little bit of takeaway from the East Thanksgiving Day edition we're going to take a look at the three games um do a little bit of news from the east um and then we're going to do games of the week and um preview the rest of week 12 so it's kind of cool as far as uh nfl east is concerned um it was almost split even you know we had four four teams played on thanksgiving day and our other four teams are playing um in the uh, this sunday of the you know uh in the rest of uh week 12 well, yeah sunday Sunday and we have what the Eagles have the Sunday night game against the yep. Packers. So, yep. so that's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, that's the plan for today. Uh, let's uh, dive into these Thanksgiving day games and um, kind of just do our takeaways. Sound good? Uh, yeah, let's do it. All right, cool. Let's get started with uh, takeaways from the All right, let's go ahead and start with the first game. Um, Bills-Lions. The Bills were able to pull it out in a, in a close football game, 28-25. to 25. You got anything on this game, Rich? Yeah, this is definitely a super competitive game, maybe even the most competitive of the day, uh, really. This game looked like it was going into overtime, uh, tied at 25, but then uh, – uh, Stefan Diggs and uh, Josh Allen did a little magic and got down the field there at the very end of the game and uh, was, was able to finish it in regulation. But um, Buffalo not blowing anybody out of the water lately. And uh, they really struggled with Detroit, who, you know, maybe if they would have time managed a little, a little bit better, might have uh, uh, pulled this one out against Buffalo. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was. Uh, a great game is Detroit the the worst or the best worst team of the season, right? Exactly. You know? I mean, yeah. they're uh, they're they're impressive in a lot of ways, but they just can't seem to get over that hurdle. Right, right. I mean that that's kind of why one of my in my notes I wrote one of my takeaways is is something wrong with the Bills or is the Lions just a good team? Right. You know what I mean? The because realistically, for the last two weeks. The Lions have played like a really good team. You know, they um, we were talking a little bit before we went live and um, the Lions all season has has had the 29th or 30th ranked defense. But the last two weeks, they've played like a top 15 defense, you know. Right. So, I mean, it, it, and the something just don't look right with the Bills. You know, I mean, uh, Josh Allen threw another red zone interception, right you know? Um, he had a decent game. He went 24 for 42, 253 yards, two touchdowns, and then, of course, that red zone interception. Um, he had uh, uh, Isaiah McKenzie. He led the pack with six receptions for 96 yards and a touchdown. But then, like you said, Stefan Diggs had the had the big player, the meaning play, the meaningful play that won the game for him or helped, helped them in that drive. But overall, he had eight receptions, 77 yards, and a touchdown. Um, their running game just isn't all that great. I know it's gotten a little better, um, but it's still it just, just Josh Allen seems like something's off. You know, it yeah. seems like a dominant team um, and not even a dominant team, but a competitive team like Kansas City or the Dolphins or even Dallas or, you know, if they have to play NFC teams, 
are, are going to be able to beat the Bills and teams like the Lions are going to be able to hang out. You know what I'm saying? Like now I'm wondering who's going to win that New England Bills game. I think, yeah, I, I, I kind mean, of, because it, normally I would think the Bills are going to wipe the turf with them. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. I don't think that now. I think, you know, if you got a good defense and a, and a decent running game, you can hang in there with the Bills. Oh, I think so, too. And uh, I, I don't know what the Bills' uh, main problem is. We know Josh, Josh Allen's dealing with uh, an arm issue. Uh, but, you know, his, his, strong, his throws look strong. They just look like they're forcing too much. Uh, right. It's uh, they're not uh, teams are figuring them out a little bit, uh, doing a better job of containing them somewhat, I guess. And uh, uh, they need to make an adjustment there, but we'll see if they can do that. I'm just, you know, uh, again, again, against high quality, high quality teams like New England coming up, um, you know, they're going to have to play. They're going to play a good game to win that that one, I think. Right. Right. Exactly. Well, um, I mean, just to, to talk a little bit more about Detroit, Jared Goff had went 23 for 37, 240 yards, two touchdowns, and no interceptions. Uh, Jamal Williams had 18 carries, 66 yards, and a touchdown. Williams now has 13 rushing touchdowns this season, and only Barry Sanders has um, has had more in a full season in Lions history. So, yeah, um, yeah he's, he's and. Been. and, and and just kind of to tell you where that's at, Jamal Williams has only had 13 rushing touchdowns in his whole career. Right. <laughs> Up to this Green point. Bay, and now he yeah. has 13 this year. <laughs> so, right. He's had more this I mean, year than he has in the, I think, the four years with uh, Green Bay or so. Um, right. Exactly. So, right. Which goes to show he's he's always been a quality player, even if he didn't get really much uh, the 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 playing timing in, Buff- or in Green Bay. Mainly because Aaron. And, and he, he has a chance to, to beat the Barry Sanders – um, Lions record, so right for so the most touchdowns in a single season. So pretty cool, man. Uh, they yeah. they definitely their running game has picked it up. Jared Goff has been consistent. Um, that's kind of been between Swift and Williams, and then Jared Goff. The offense has been hot all year. What I'm impressed by the by Detroit is their defense has really turned it around the last yeah. couple of weeks. Um, and actually looks legit. They got uh, really good players on their defense. The problem is, is their players are really young. So um, it seems like they're they're coming to their own now. Yeah, you know? so, yeah, that could be a. They're just, maybe they're just uh, the thing is they're developing. Uh, they do have the talent. They just need to develop it, and and we can see that see them get better and better. That's that's a sign of the talent that they do have. So right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, cool. they could be a they could be a, a scary team next year. Yes, uh, yeah. I, can, I can see that. Exactly. Nobody will want to play yeah. them. So. Yeah, I think next year they're gonna they'll be like that bubble team that'll be right there in the hunt for the playoffs, maybe even in the playoffs, barely, you know what I'm right. saying? Uh, I, I did see an interesting stat that uh, Buffalo is the uh, first team to win in Detroit in back-to-back games since 2016. That's pretty, <laughs> so that's a little dubious, but uh, <laughs> All uh, right. yeah, that's pretty yeah. funny though. Yeah. Kind of funny. So. Right. All and right. Well, uh, I, I, and one more last thing. I, I, yeah. Because of Buffalo just really, uh, uh, being in these battles for the last four games, at least, uh, they need to come down on the power rankings when we get to that. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. You know, yeah. Um, speaking of that, uh, next week, we're going back to our regular Tuesday, Thursday schedule. Um, and Thursday, we are doing our power rankings and um, December preview. So that'll be a good episode on Thursday. Sounds good. NFL boy Brandon will be with us on that in that episode. So that will be pretty fun. But yes, I totally agree with you um, that they probably will drop just a little bit. Uh, All right, and do what? Uh, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, uh, the four thirty p.m. game, Giants and your Cowboys. Um, for a half of a game, this this was actually uh, a good game, but in the second half, the Cowboys dominated and won the game twenty eight to twenty. What do you got on this, Rich? Yeah, they uh, they they really looked good in that first half. The Giants did. Uh, they got two interceptions off of the uh, Dak Prescott. Um, uh, they seemed to have a good game plan there, uh, but the second half. Like you said, uh, Dallas came out and scored 21 straight points, I believe. Three three long, uh, grueling uh, touchdown drives that basically sealed the game for him there. Um, yeah, I'll tell the two halves in this game <laughs> a little bit. Right. 
but uh, the Cowboys did play great in the second half. Um, I, I'm going to consider, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think so. Sw- sweeping the Giants, uh, that was a v- big game for the Cowboys as well. It puts them at eight and three. Um, and Dak Prescott owns the Giants. I think that's just because <laughs> he owns the NFC East too. But um, uh, Giants, Giants look, you know, they 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 look better than I thought they would. You know, coming out and uh, uh, but yeah, they couldn't they couldn't match up with Dallas all game long. That's what it looks like, right? Uh, yeah, that first half, the fr- in the first half, it seemed like um, their defense was was doing a pretty good job at um, containing Dak Prescott and the running game for for Dallas. Um, but it looked like their offense uh, clicked a little bit. Daniel Jones ended the game with 21 for 35, 228 yards and a touchdown. But the thing I'm worried about is Saquon Barkley. He only had 11 carries for 39 yards. He did get a touchdown in this game, but for the second game in a row, Barkley has been held for uh, to under 50 yards. Um, and that's not good for the Giants no. because that's what they need is, is – um, they need Saquon to get going, and that's how they win games, you yeah. know. So, well, like in the first half of this game, the Giants, I think, played the game exactly how they wanted to play it, you know. Right. You know? But uh, uh, I guess they they couldn't maintain it for the for the yeah. Time. It, well, I think what happened was the Giant uh, in the early in the third quarter, the Cowboys were able to jump out ahead, and they I guess the they felt like they needed to stick with them. You know what I'm saying? And right. so they kind of got away from their game. I mean, Barkley only had 11 carries. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which and is, I, and so, I yeah. Mean, that's if, if, to me, eventually he's going to break one off. You just stick with him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it was only an eight-point game. You know, you stick with him and, and you continue to run and let him break one off. And they could have got, you know, maybe got seven points out of it. But they kind of went away in the second half. They went away from the running game and it relied a little bit more on Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones – um he he struggled. You know what I'm saying? He struggled against that high power Dallas defense. So yeah. Um so, but like you were talking about earlier, one of the things uh I, I seen a pretty cool note in doing some research um on this game. I, I was reading up on uh some kind of like takeaways, you know, people different people's takeaways, and they pulled out this and it said eventually the Giants have to beat the Cowboys, right? I mean, because statistics say they're not gonna just sure. dominate them every week. Right? Right, exactly. Law of average says eventually they'll beat them. Um, but did you know that Dak Prescott now has beat um, has beat them ten straight games in a row, and that joins uh, Roger Staubach and who I know, but Billy Clymore, Kilmore, Kilmore. I don't know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Kilmore as the only quarterbacks to do that since 1950. Uh, yep. To beat the Giants for 10, 10 or more years in a row, or ten or more games in a row, right? So uh, Roger Staubach owns that record. So yeah, yeah, that's testament to where Giants have been in the last few years as well. But um, right. it's interesting that uh, Dak Prescott lost the first two games to the Giants, uh, right? In his first in his rookie season, uh, his very first game, in fact, was a loss to the Giants. But um, they, um, yeah, it's been a complete turnaround. That was. Uh, that's the whole Daniel Jones era and really even the, the very end of the Eli Manning area era. Right, I think. Right. Um, yeah. So uh, an interesting note, we were talking yesterday and I said, I wanted to see somebody jump into the uh, Salvation Army uh, <laughs> kettle. in the kettle yeah, and they did. And it was really kind of uh, kind of funny and entertaining. It was um, uh, Dow scored on a, on a, a four tight end set. Right. Which, uh, Apparently Dallas has the uh, had the most effective four tight end set, and maybe because that's the only one only team that uses it. <laughs> right, exactly. Uh, it's really a, a good strategy because we have we have four good tight ends. Uh, we don't have a superstar tight end like uh, George Kittle or whatever, but a combination of our tight ends are as good as anybody's in the league. I think, right. uh, mainly because our two rookies are just outstanding. Yeah, um, yeah, I was gonna uh, say uh, the one rookie he had a good game. Yeah, well, uh, well uh, 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 Dalton Schultz had two touchdown catches, um, right? Yeah, and then uh, Henderson with the uh, the sweep run there to score that touchdown. Uh, and the celebration, of course, was all four tight or three tight ends inside the kettle, and <laughs> the the tight end that scored Henderson was doing the the whack a mole. 
time. Yeah, it was a whack-a-mole. Was cool. <laughs> so it was pretty clever. I'm sure they'll get a nice fine for that. But um, uh, it was definitely the day for the tight ends yesterday. They were really um, uh, blowing up. You know, Dalton Schultz is two tight ends. And then uh, Ferguson had maybe the play of the game with the uh, the 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 hurdle play right. where he hurdled oh, yeah. the cornerback. Yeah, that was a that was uh, amazing. Yeah, he hurled the cornerback and picked up an extra 15 to 18 yards on that play. Is that was pretty awesome. So, but, um, yeah, uh, you know, and one more thing about Dallas, I'll say, um, uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, 16 carries for 92 yards. Um, Pollard had 18 carries actually and 60 yards, but uh, we don't have the best running back in the in the league. But I I'm going to say the uh, Zeke and Pollard combination for running games. For running backs, that's a, you know, that's 152 yards there between those two running backs. And yeah, I mean that could it could be you don't have the best running back in the league, but I think Dallas had could you could put them up there for the best tandem, right? You know what I'm right, for the best being, yeah. Threat, so. yeah, we don't we might not even have a top ten running back. I don't know. I mean, right. maybe, maybe Pollard's kind of pushing himself into that that conversation now, but but as a combo, uh, in and in this game they just came out. Uh, and and powerball with Zeke for a good part of the game. He was really effective, especially early on. Um, I think that's gonna that's just gonna. I like the way the Calamore is using those two. You know, I, I'm sure every I'm sure the Giants were expecting Pollard to take over the game like he did against Minnesota. Uh, you know, and he's Pollard's been having some career games here lately. But when you have two different styles of running back, you have to game plan for. That's a lot of pressure on those defenses. Um, you know, if they're not, you know. Uh, they might be able to stop one of them, but uh, they're both being effective, and that's going to be a that's going to be a problem. <laughs> right, exactly. exactly. So yeah, um, and even Dak Prescott didn't really have a bad game. He's he's still uh, uh, over seventy percent on his passes. The two interceptions were really a sign of uh, Cowboys being super aggressive in that first half. Right. I mean, they, uh, they went for it on fourth down and t- had two tur- two uh, interceptions. That's basically three turnovers in the first half. And, um, but they're, they're just offensively playing very aggressive. Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of what I took away from it too. So, um, I think Dak had a pretty good game. He um, did. So it was oh, here's right. an interesting stat about, uh, Dak Prescott. He's got six interceptions this year so far. I had two of them yesterday, uh, since he's been that, da- or yeah, uh, he has not had an interception in the second half. Right. So he's playing great. Yeah. Uh, even, even with uh, some turnovers. Yeah, Gus in the comments said Micah Parsons is a beast. Yeah, I mean he he had another good game. You know uh, what I'm he, saying? It was kind of he did. Uh, he actually uh, had two two uh, sacks there, which puts him one behind the leader for uh, sacks in the league. Right. Yeah. So he's 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 gonna overtake that here pretty soon. It looks like. Right. Yeah. Cool, great cool, great cool. game from Micah as always. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that was a uh, two two really good games. The night game ended up. Um, being a, a really good game, kind of back and forth. Um, 8.20 p.m., Patriots and the Minnesota Vikings. Um, like I said, it was kind of back and back and forth for quite a while. Uh, but in the end, um, the Vikings were able to pull it off 33-26. to 26. Um, Mac Jones probably had the best game, um, his best game of this season. He went 28 for 39. 382 yards and two touchdowns. Um, Stevenson uh, only had seven carries for 36 yards. You know, he did have the one big reception for 76 yards. Um, But yeah, seven carries for 36 yards. That's kind of, you know, they kind of got away from the, from their key running game. Um, And so since they were, Mac was throwing the ball so much, um, I, I was took a look at the wide receivers and Parker. He led the wide receiver room with four receptions and 80 yards, but Aguilar and Hunter Henry both had touchdowns. So, yeah, Hunter, Hunter Henry had a game. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, really used, game. he blew up. Um, yeah, I think this might be Mac Jones's uh, uh, best game as a pro so far in, in his yeah. season and a half that he's been playing. That. Uh, he did look great, he, and those were some nice throws. He put out some nice throws, nice play designs as well. Um, right. Getting in, a, getting into a shootout with Minnesota is not a good strategy, probably. <laughs> um, yeah, they have tons of firepower. Um, turns out if uh, if if Trayvon Diggs isn't guarding Justin Jefferson, that guy's pretty good. 
Right. <laughs> uh, right, exactly. Had a game. He, he went off yesterday. He was really. Yeah, I mean, and, but the, and that's the thing. Uh, one of the notes that I put down is normally in a Bill Belichick defense, he has the ability to take away the opponent's best player and then make you beat, make, make you beat them with everybody else. Uh, not in this game. He didn't. No. They they tried. They tried to get you know take uh, Jefferson out of the game, but Justin Jefferson went off. He had nine receptions for 139 yards, um, one touchdown, and he threw the ball once for 11 for 11 yards. So, uh, Kirk Cousins he had a game, man. 30 for 37. That's amazing. Um, 30 for 37 for 299 yards, three touchdowns. He did have the one interception though. So. Yeah, the special teams inter- uh, touchdown was big too for uh, Minnesota. Right. Um, um, yeah. The play calling in this, you know, it was uh, it kind of went on the special teams. We had the punt return for Minnesota, and then um, the the um, New England Patriots were called were ca- at one time were called for roughing the roughing the kicker, you know, on a special teams play. So I mean, there's you know, I don't know, there was. It was a good game. Like I said, it was very competitive back and forth. Uh, Patriots, really good defense. And in my surprise, I thought they would were going to try to just control the game with defense and run the ball a lot. They did not do that. They relied on Mac Jones. And Mac Jones stepped up. You know what I'm saying? So, Yeah. Uh, New England needs some more weapons, though. They do need some some uh, elite receivers yeah. over there, which they don't really have. But uh, that's, that would help Mac Jones a lot. But, yeah, they're, uh, very super competitive by the uh, – uh, the Patriots, I little faulty strategy trying to get it, you know, go go shoot out with Minnesota. <laughs> I don't think they're right. Minnesota's built that way. I'm not sure the Patriots are, but uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't believe the Patriots are. And if you yeah. if you told me that that's what they were going to do going into this game, I would have I would have had a lot um, even more a lopsided game on it. You know what I'm saying? I would have sure. said Vikings 40 and right. Patriots 14, you know, if they're going to do that, but Mac Jones um, was able to move the ball down the field. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, good for him. I mean, he's, uh, he's still a good player. Mac Jones. Right. So uh, they, they do need to improve their offense a little bit though. But I totally agree. Yeah. Um, I said in our last episode, when we were previewing this game, that this would be uh, Kurt Cousins, prime time breakout game um I, yeah I, maybe uh kirk cousins has only uh, okay kirk cousins has had only two prime time wins since joining the vikings in 2018 um he in 2018 against green bay was a prime time game that they won and this game that's it, that's it. <laughs> i know it's crazy um, it is extremely yeah. crazy I, I give them props. They, you know, they got it handed to them on Sunday against Cowboys, and they came back and uh, uh got right back on form. So yeah, yeah, yeah I guess a tough uh, New England defense. Um, uh, there is one play I saw where New England was really double teaming Justin Jefferson, and he still caught the ball and, and just went right around two players. It's, he, yeah. that was pretty amazing. amazing. Yeah, and Kirk Cousins not making some nice throws there. So. Yeah, Kirk Cousins had a hell of a game, man. He only yeah. he only had uh, seven passes that were incomplete. Seven incomplete passes. That's pretty amazing. Yep. Yeah, uh, especially against uh, Bill Belichick. That was a little bit yep. of a surprise. So, yep, yep. I totally totally agree. The game didn't go the way I thought it was going to go, um, but you know, I did call the Vikings winning it, and they were able to pull it out at the end. But it, I, I really liked the game. I mean, it was back and forth. It was very yeah. competitive, um, and it, it kind of. You know, it kind of put a, a good cap on Thanksgiving Day after having all three games just highly, highly competitive, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, I like it. You can't beat that. Right, exactly. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. A lot uh, of fun um, for the, you know, for the football consumer. So we had a turkey um, and a really good football to watch. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah, and you got to like all the John Madden tributes they were doing yesterday. Yeah. Oh, man, that, wasn't that amazing? Yeah, I, I, I like so it. so cool. Yeah, I t- I did too. I I thought it was really really cool because uh you know watching football on Thanksgiving um just John Madden was a big part of that. You know what I'm saying with yeah. the the turkey and giving out the turkey legs and the you know I mean the you know just really cool stuff. And they I thought I thought um each network did a really good job at you know at uh 
kind of making a tribute or giving a tribute for him. So all three networks did a good job yeah. at all three games. So a little nostalgia for old people, the yep. old school football fans. Definitely. Right. Should. Exactly. Right. A blast from the past. So that was pretty cool. Um, all right. Let's do a little bit of news from the East before we uh, preview the rest of week 12 games that are coming up on Sunday. Sound good? Sound good. All right. All right, news from the East. Um, The first thing I wanted to do, of course, was take a look at CBS Week 12 Power Rankings. And, uh, Rich, you mentioned in the the, you were waiting for these to come out because of um, the Cowboys' dominant game against the Vikings. You thought they would raise up into the top five, Um, and they are stuck at six. Now, they did. They were at eight, so they went up to two. Two spots, but um, I think you were you were thinking um, they deserve to be in the top five. Is that correct? Uh, I think so. I think uh, um, it really it really sucks that Dallas lost that Green Bay game because they would be uh, five and zero, you know, if that was the case. But instead, they're four and one with Dak Prescott coming back from his injury. Um, but here's a here's a stat. Um, uh, the uh, since Dak Prescott has come back as as you know from his thumb injury, uh, the Cowboys are averaging thirty three point eight points a game on offense. That's uh, that's best in the league. That's uh, number one. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So, uh, and this is since week seven. Uh, right behind that is the Bengals at thirty one point eight. The Chiefs at thirty point three are tied with the Dolphins at thirty point three. So. Uh, uh, Dallas is putting up points, even in the loss that to the Green Bay. It was a uh, you know it was an overtime loss. They put up the Cowboys put up twenty eight points in that game um, with their defense and their offense really starting to click right now, uh, uh, improving every week. It seems, um, yeah, they're not they're way higher than six. In my opinion, I'd put them in. The, I'd say outside of um, like I'd I'd be hard pressed to put them below number three. The Cowboys. Uh, and the Dolphins, or I mean, not the Dolphins, but the uh, Bills. Uh, I don't know how many games they're going to lose before they get out of the top five. You know, right? I feel like there's a lot of wishful thinking there with the Bills, more so than just actually watching what they're doing. And yeah, because right. they're they're uh, 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 they're battle, they're having a battle every game they're in right now. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's true, and you could tell that uh, these. This uh, rankings came out before yesterday's game because uh, why is Minnesota down at seven? You know, yeah. So, um, after you know, control yeah, yeah. after one loss, really good defense. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I, I was um, I was shocked to see my Dolphins go up one spot on the bye week. <laughs> so I was I was yeah. pretty yeah. interesting. It was like, hey, don't even have to play, and we're moving up. So. Yeah, that's always good. <laughs> Right, right. Yeah, ultimately, it doesn't matter anything at the end of the year what these rankings are. But um, you know, I, I think you see where everybody's uh, reputation and uh, gets, you know, hit, helps or hurts them. Hurts them, I think. You know, right. One way or the other. I, I agree with Kansas being number one, though. They're they're fine. They're going to be. A, oh yeah, definitely a hard team to play. So, but yep, uh, I totally agree with that. And um, the uh, one thing that I wanted to point out was Washington slowly. Um, creeping their way up the power rankings little by little, week by week. Um, good for them, and uh, they're out of the cellar. So, and we got to think about that on Thursday when we do our power rankings and and take a look at our December preview. So, Washington yeah. is, you know, they they're all the way up at six and five and knocking on the playoffs doors. You know what I'm right. saying? I'm battling for one of those playoff spots. So. Yeah. Uh, it's a, it's almost a, a good possibility that the NFC East gets all four teams in the playoff. Could be. Uh, that'd Could be, be that. that'd be wild. Yeah, the AFC East is the same way. It's, right. You know, yeah. really good chance. So yeah. Yeah. So that, that's, that would cool. be amazing. That would, yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want that because familiar right? <laughs> you don't want to play teams that are familiar with you in the playoffs that's not a good thing right. even if you yeah. dominated them yep i totally agree um there was a couple things that happened well one bit the biggest thing that happened in the thanksgiving games um it involves the bills and that's linebacker von miller 
um, has a sprained knee. He left the game with a sprained knee, and um, it's come out. Uh, they they're going to run some more tests. It says he is expected to miss time, though. They don't know how much time. Um, I know that the Dolphins have to play him here in a few weeks, so um, it'll be interesting, you know. And then the the um, New England plays him here in just a couple weeks, so. Um, yeah, and I feel like he's their best defensive player, right? I mean, oh yeah, by far. Yeah. yeah, he's the he's the one he's the one that uh, disrupts stuff. He he's yeah, the one he, that creates the havoc. So yeah, he's um, the scariest player on that defense. Even though it's a solid defense gen- in general, but again, this is gonna. I, I think we're gonna continue to see Buffalo in tight tight ball games, probably. Right, right. From, and um, we'll be we'll be back on, on our Tuesday um, podcast. Um, and when we kind of wrap up the rest of, you know, uh, week 12 and take a look at week 13, um, we'll probably know more by then, you know, because they'll have ran tests and we'll know how many weeks he's going to be out and that kind of stuff or how many games he's expected to miss. So um, after the game yesterday, Jerry Jones in a press conference uh, said that he has spoke to OBJ on Thursday and in, intended to have the um, him – in for a visit, but there was no time frame for that meeting. Those, that was an exact quote from Jerry Jones. So they are in communication. He was in communications with OBJ. So do you feel pretty confident that he's going to be coming there? Um, I'm guessing it would be this upcoming week, right? Um, uh, yeah. If, that, if there's going to be a visit, it would it would need to be ASAP. Right. I actually heard. Well, uh, he's got to pass that physical. OBJ does. That's gonna, that's right. probably what's coming, coming off that um, ACL. Yeah. So. yeah. Until he can pass the physical, it's really probably not worth even having a meeting. With him. <laughs> Although they, I'm sure they are talking, and obviously Dallas is very interested in getting getting a, a Odell Beckham. Uh, I did hear a date that it was going to be the Monday after the after next Sunday Sunday's game. Dallas plays the Colts on Sunday night. Uh, not this weekend, but next weekend for Week 13. Um, and I think the, the following Monday is, I think is when they're scheduled for that, uh, that meeting, which that okay. makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, uh, uh, Cowboys are definitely interested in it, in, uh, Odell Beckham. I'm kind of wondering how much of an impact, uh, if he does play, how, how big of an impact he will have on the offense, especially if they seem to be clicking everywhere. Uh, obviously we can improve our, he'll be an improvement for our wide receiving core. I think he'd improve everybody's wide receiver core if he went to him. Um, but I, I don't know. Will he be effective for this, this season? I'm not sure. Other than defenses are going to, he will scare defenses because you can't, uh, you can't ignore OBJ on the field. <laughs> right. Exactly. E- even if he's not going to be at full strength, because, um, uh, that's what it looks like. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Jerry wants him though. So if he'll take, if he'll take what Jerry offers, you know, it would be a nice addition. I'll take it. Um, was CD Lamb out there purposely trying to make one-handed catches? Right. Well, he's a, him like that's how we do it in Dallas. We, you know, <laughs> if you like to make one hand, that which that catch by Lamb was really pretty. That was a st- stellar. Uh, that was a great catch. Unfortunately, he had some drops as well. Uh, right. Exactly. That's and, and the drop. He had a couple of drops that he only dropped it because he was trying to catch it one-handed. If he had had both hands on the ball, he would have <laughs> right. caught it. <laughs> so um, I don't he know. He has I mean, good hands, but he doesn't have great hands. Uh, right. I guess it's yeah. all parting to recruit OBJ right. is what I was yeah. thinking. So yeah, I'm, that's what uh, the announcer said that too. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. This whole team has been, uh, even, even Dak this week has mentioned that he's, uh, uh, once, once OBJ on the team. So, uh, if, if, if it comes down to love and not money, I think the Cowboys might get him. <laughs> right. So, all right, cool. We do have a couple thing, a couple pieces of news regarding the Sunday games. Um, for the Jets, uh, big news coming out of the Jets earlier this week involving the Sunday's game, and that has Zach Wilson has been benched. Mike White to start um, will be starting the game um, against the Bears so, in Week Twelve. Right, right. Um, I tell you what, this is gonna be a good game. Those those teams are playing pretty good ball right now. Uh, uh, the Bears, and I, I wonder if the uh, the Zach Wilson benching is only going to be for one game. I think, you know, I wonder if it was like a, uh, a lesson that the coach has to enforce maybe, uh, you know, a growing, a growing learning experience for Zach Wilson or, you know, Mike white, if he balls out, maybe they'll stick with him for a little bit. So yeah, Yeah, I mean, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see, um, how long it lasts. And 
I mean, do you think it was just the result of having such a crappy game? You know, and he had a terrible really game. bad decisions, right? Or do you think it was his behavior after the game? Um, uh, I, I think that his behavior afterwards was, uh, yeah, yeah, it was unprofessional. I'll say that. I, I think yeah. I, I'm sure I'm sure the Jets think it was. Um, yeah, but I'm not going to beat Zach Wilson wasn't up over it too much because he's a, he's a young guy. He's got to learn. Um, yeah, I mean, it, yeah. this could be a, just it, a good learning lesson. I mean, if it was directly because of that, it could right. be a good learning lesson for him that when he acts like a child and and is a very extremely um, unprofessional, that he will get punished for that. You know what I'm saying? And right. the benching is is what it is. Now, I mean, there's some players that play so good they can act however they want. You know, look at Aaron Rodgers or somebody like that. Well, you're sure. not going to bench him for having a smart ass attitude or calling out other players or, you know, the things like that. But when you um, are young and not proven yet, like Zach Wilson, you can't get away with those things. Exactly. And you only complete seven passes in a, in an entire game. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Right. So his plays there, his, his uh, play speaks for itself. Zach Wilson does, but I, I'm like, like we talked about it before. I don't really give up on Zach Wilson. I do think he's got the physical traits, you know, he's just got to get there mentally. Um, you know, and he likes mom. So that's, you know, if that's kind of, uh, uh, stunning his growth. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Could be, uh, it could be, you know, like he likes to be babied, I guess. I'm just nothing wrong with that. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Go ahead. I, I do uh, want to add one thing to news news before you get wrap that up, but go ahead. Okay. Um, I was just going to finish the last thing I have is there is another benching and it directly, um, and involves one of the games, one of our games coming up this Sunday, and that's the Texans have benched Davis Mills. Um, Kyle Allen, haven't heard that name in a while. Kyle Allen to start versus the Dolphins. Um, in case you don't know who Kyle Allen is, Kyle Allen he used to play for Carolina Panthers, um, and then he followed the coach to Washington, um, played in uh, the – in Washington for quite a while. There was, what year was that? 19, 2019, I believe, um, that Kyle Allen did start like nine or 10 games and was doing really good. He was actually um, did well as the starter, got hurt, was replaced, and it kind of has just been a backup since then um, and is under a one-year contract with the Texans backing up Davis Mills. So um, they have announced that he is the starter, this week, um, this Sunday against the Dolphins. So. That's got to be good news for the Dolphins, I'm going to say. Although, although um, it's, it, I don't know. Uh, maybe they would want to go with the uh, the rookie quarterback. Uh, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. the thing is, is we're, we're now the Dolphins are going up against a veteran. You know what I'm saying? Instead yeah. of the second year, um, Davis Mills, that's really been struggling. Yeah, you know? <laughs> yeah when, I, so, when I've watched Davis yeah. Mills this year, he's got, yeah, he just makes too many mistakes. And, and that's, that's just, uh, you know, where he's at in his career. So, Well, I, I think this kind of tells more of uh, the Texans story than anything. Um, they were given Davis Mills this year to, to prove himself. Um, and they're still trying to figure out if he is their franchise quarterback of the future. Um, this kind of tells me that they're leaning towards he is not. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, saying? And, and Houston has a lot of um, draft capital. So um, I could see them now, you know, before you could have made the argument is, are the Texans going to be picking a quarterback in this year's draft? Um, And uh, now you can kind of, I would think, right, with this move that you're kind of saying they definitely are taking a quarterback. Yeah, they're going to have a top five pick probably. And for them not to pick a quarterback wouldn't make sense. They're going to pick a quarterback if they like somebody there, which they probably will. Because there's a pretty heavy quarterback class this year, I think. There'll, right. be, there'll be several quarterbacks where you know people will teams will want to take a chance on. So I'd see Houston doing that as well. Right. And so this and, kind and of is that them giving up on Davis Mills, you know. Could be. Yeah. So it's what it what it sounds like. All right. So what did you have? That was all I had for uh, yeah. news from the East. Yeah. So this is just something that Jerry Jones had uh, mentioned earlier in the week that uh I meant to talk about it on our last episode, but I didn't bring it up. Um uh Tyron Smith is going to be coming back to the Cowboys probably sometime in, in the next four games, three to right. four games. Yeah. Uh, Jerry Jones had mentioned that when he does come back, 
he will take over the left tackle position and they're going to take Tyler Smith, the rookie who's been playing there all year and move him to guard. So uh, I just wanted to put that out there and we'll see how that plays out. I think, well, Tyler Smith has been pretty good this I mean, year. Wasn't that the original plan before he got hurt in the first place? Uh, well, you know, uh, it was hard to say then because a lot, you know, there's so much up in the air at that point. Uh, and people didn't know how Tyler Smith was going to play, which he's played fine right for a, a yeah. rookie but he's green and uh, I, I know even yesterday's game he did have a holding penalty and a uh, false start so he's he's got some challenges there but he's going to be a good player but he's young and like a lot of tackles they'll play a year at guard and, and then move over um uh, so it looks like yeah if we get uh we get Tyron Smith back uh, to you know our Hall of Fame left tackle if he uh, uh gets up to speed here uh we could have definitely changes to the offensive line, if not an improvement. We'll see. Right. Definitely. And um, I think that will, it, it has the potential of really helping um, uh, the rookie Smith, um, yeah. his game being beside a, uh, you know, right. A, a right. Pro bowler. Yeah. And like you said, they, they wanted him to be guard. I think it, uh, in the, before Ty, Tyron Smith got hurt, his plan was to be the guard. Right. Um, that's what I thought. So, yeah, so. And and he, he will be uh, more of a natural fit at guard probably because less, less chances of making mistakes. I think there than right. uh, and, uh, but he has, he's obviously showed that he could step up if needed. So that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and there's an argument that people will want to keep him at tackle just because so, he'll get better and better as he does that. But I'm not, I'm not the believer of putting your best five players out there on your offensive line every uh, week. Every week, I'm the same uh, way. So. Uh, but that puts us in a good position if uh, if Tyron Smith can't come back and be a, a good player again. But uh, I, I, it's funny that Jerry Jones is uh, going on the radio and making this announcement here. I wonder how Mike McCarthy feels about that or yeah, Kellen Moore. So weird. <laughs> so weird. It's not his job at all to do that. Well, he's the general manager, but but – how many owners? He doesn't, he doesn't many, call who's starting. <laughs> General right. managers don't do that. General right. managers just, I mean, he could say that he's going to be back sometime in December. You know, I mean, that's fine, yeah. but you can't say he's going to start what position he's starting. That's, that's yeah, the coach's get, job. You got to love Gary Jones, right? <laughs> got to love working for him. <laughs> right. Exactly. For sure. So. But we'll see how that plays out. I think that might be interesting. It could be, uh, uh, like I said, I think Dallas on offense is really starting to uh, come into form here and it may go, but maybe better if we get a, uh, a left tackle back and a, a free agent wide receiver. Right. There's Brandon. Yep. Hey, Brandon. All right, cool. Sounds good. Um, that is the last thing I had. Did you have anything else for news from the East? Nope. I just wanted to get that in there on record. All right. Sounds good. Uh, the last segment we have for today is of course games of the week and we're going to be taking a look at the rest of our week 12 games so let's do it all right we have uh four games here that we need to um kind of just preview a little bit to give our prediction on who we think is going to win. Let's start with some one o'clock games. Um, let's, let's start with that jets bears game that, that we know that we have Mike white is going to be starting that quarterback for the jets. And that we don't know if Justin Fields, he, if he is going to be healthy enough to play, he is um, under it's undecided right now. Um, he has okay, been nice. struggling. Um, with injury, but I say let's go with what are your takes on the game? Who do you think is going to win it? Let's say Justin Fields does play up against Mike White. Yeah, uh, this will be a, a good game because of uh, uh, Justin Fields has been such a, a explosive offensive player as a runner going against the Jets stout defense. Uh, although I think the Jets strongest part of the defense is a secondary probably. Maybe, maybe their defensive backs, maybe more than their front line, possibly. So that could be a good battle there. Uh, you see, Miami struggled with Justin Fields, and so did Dallas. There's not much you can do with that guy, <laughs> right? Right. He's when, just... when he's when he's on his game, uh, especially as a, as an effective running runner, uh, he's like it's like twelve against eleven. It feels like watching right. them. So so that that's going to be a good matchup for that 
uh, Jets defense. Uh, I was, I think they're gonna they're gonna try to get back in form after losing to the Patriots and only scoring three points. Uh, maybe Mike White will give them that that spark that they need. So, right, uh, this could be a good game. And with Minnesota winning last night, they uh, Minnesota's really almost got that division on lockdown. Uh, yep. So I agree. Um, yeah, if Justin Fields plays, I think it's going to be a really good game. It'll be fun to watch the Jets' defense against some legs. And um, if Justin Fields does not play, I think the Jets win this game pretty easy. Could be. So. Um, but yeah, it, it'll it'll be it'll be fun to watch. I do have the Jets winning. Um, it is at home um, for the Jets, and I, I think they win. Um, but I but I think it's going to be a fun game. So, who do yeah, you got win in the game? You think the Jets are going to win? I like. I think the Jets will win. I th- yeah. uh, they're they're a good team, um, and I think they're going to be a playoff team, and they'll look like a playoff team. But yeah, definitely a defensive battle there. A low scoring game, especially if Justin Fields doesn't play, then I'm. I put all my money on the jet, the Jets to win. <laughs> right, exactly. All right, next up, another one o'clock game. We have the Falcons taking on the Commanders. Yeah, uh, Falcons. You know, with uh, losing the Kyle Pitts for the season, uh, you know they've been a little bit of a surprise team. Atlanta yeah. has. They, I think they've overperformed this this season. Um. um so. I don't know. What do you think? Um, yeah, I think the Falcons have overperformed a little bit. They have looked good this week or this year, and they kind of they're kind of frisky. They give they give every team they go up against a little bit of problems. You know what I'm saying? Right. So it'll be fun to see how the command. I think the Commanders' defense is way too good. Yeah. Um, I think the Commanders' defense is going to dominate this game. Um, Mar- uh, Mariota. Um, I, I don't I, if he's starting. I, I'm not for sure who's going to be starting at quarterback for the Falcons, but whoever it is, better prepare themselves because they're going to be there's going to be people in their face all game. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And so, right. This is uh, this is that does look like uh, Washington's uh, defensive line is going to want to feast in this game. <laughs> right. Exactly. And um and the Commanders, you know, ha- have have strung together a few really good weeks. Um, where their defense has looked really good. They look pretty good on, on offense also, but um, their defense has looked pretty good. And I think um, the I think the commanders are going to win this game. Um, it will be a little bit competitive, but I do have them um, not blowing out the Falcons, but dominating the Falcons. You know what I'm saying? To go for an easy, you know, an easy, okay. I don't know, 28-14 win or something like that, you know, so. Yeah, I, I I'm gonna say so too. That's that sounds about right. It's gonna a pretty easy win for Washington, pretty similar to last weekend. So right for them. Right. Yeah, they are rolling too. Uh and they're 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 gonna be in a they're gonna be a wild card team, it looks like. Right. Definitely sharpening that position is a wild card team. Right. Yeah, and, and they're kind of going for the Giants now with Giants uh uh struggling right now. Washington can uh try to catch up or surpass the Giants uh season which is just nuts <laughs> right you know right uh the next game we have is the dolphins uh texans dolphins now i do think that this game is going to be a blowout um it's at home against the dolphins i understand the whole thing about any given sunday any team can beat any team on any given sunday that is very true and i think that's the one thing the dolphins need to Make sure they understand and don't look past this game because they got a three a game stretch of three really hard road games right after this. Um, but don't be look, don't get caught looking ahead. You know what I'm saying? You still gotta you still gotta beat the beat the Texans. Um, but I think they're gonna be ready. They're not gonna look over the Texans and they will dominate. And I don't care if it was Davis Mills, Kyle Allen, what are some other Houston quarterbacks in the past swab uh you yeah. know i mean I, yeah. I don't care who it is you're coming in um you know to miami and getting your ass whooped is yeah. what you're gonna do I mean, this is a great this is you know probably the worst team in the nfl going up against the you know third fourth best team in the nfl you know what i'm saying so um and it should be played like that and i think yeah. the dolphins coming off their bye week will be ready to yeah. dominate so. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised the Dolphins are a little rusty coming off a of bye week at first, but they've yeah. got they've got so much firepower there. Uh, 
they should they should uh, handle the Texans pretty easily. It should be an easy win for the Dolphins. I would like to see them rely on their running game a little bit just to get it to get the ball rolling. You know, to get back. Um, this would be a really good um, time to get in a groove. You know, and yeah. allow your allow your running game to kind of. Um, uh, pull pull away and showcase itself, you know, similar to um, the game before going into the bye, you know. So I think yeah, be pretty cool. But yeah. I don't think uh, the Texans, the Texans uh, cornerbacks, do not have the ability to keep up <laughs> with Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. So no, they're going to be in trouble. It could be they're going to be wide open. <laughs> yeah. So well, they got that rookie uh, with Daryl Singleton. Singleton, yeah, that's true. Yeah, so but he's he's one guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. One guy, you guys got a. Uh, it takes a lot uh, more than one guy just to, you know, just to. Yeah, Miami the offense shut should. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Yeah, yeah. This should be the uh, the safest bet for the game for the week. I think Miami. Right, exactly. Nothing. If not, they need to look at some stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. And coming out to buy, you should be ready. All right, we got one more game. Um, it is on Sunday night, eight twenty p.m. Packers Eagles. What do you think about this game, Rich? Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, Philly's been, uh, you know, they lost to the commanders and then they really struggled there against the Colts before pulling that one out. Uh, I think an underrated fact about Philadelphia is that, uh, you know, they've lost Dallas Galbert to the IR for the next few weeks. Uh, Dallas, they're tied in there and, uh, um, he is a great safety valve for, uh, Jalen Hurst. So, uh, maybe I, I can see their offensing offense continuing to struggle a little bit without him till he gets back, which maybe you know at least in you know, the two or three games. Uh, Aaron Rodgers got a broken thumb apparently, but he's playing, so right. you know that's not going to be a problem. Um, I wonder how how uh, checked out Aaron Rodgers is. I mean, I, he obviously got a uh, psyched up to play the Cowboys, but then turn around and uh, uh, put a dud against uh, Tennessee the next week. So uh, they're coming off of a mini buy with the, you know, their last game being a Thursday night game. So. Right. Hey, hold uh, on just a minute. Well, keep going. I'll be right back. Okay. Sure. Um, interesting fact about uh, uh, Philadelphia. If they lose one more game, they do not control their own destiny, even though they're nine and one at this point. So, all right, I'm back. Sorry about that, yeah, man. No problem. Uh, no, I was just saying there's an interesting fact about Philadelphia is uh, uh, at the moment they control their own destiny, but if they lose one more game, um, the Cowboys control their destiny. Right. So, um, uh, every game is going to be critical for a Philly going forward. Uh, even though they've got a, a good one and a half game lead at the moment. So, right. Cool. Uh, cool. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of have given up on the Packers now. I, I don't really have a whole lot of faith in them, but I'm going to pick them for this game. Um, okay. I want the Packers to, um, yeah, they're going to play. They're going to play in this game, similar to the way they played against Dallas. Um, except I don't think they have to play that good. Um, I, I don't think the Eagles are all that great. I think the Eagles have showed weaknesses. Um, and one thing the Packers do have, you know, we, we watched them struggle this year, but they got some really great coaches, you know, and, and they're going to watch a lot of film on the Eagles. And um, they got a really good running game. And I think they're going to run, and I think that's what's going to open everything up and allow them to at least hang out with the Eagles. I think this is going to be a competitive game. I don't know if I really want to pick the Packers to win, but I think it's going to be more competitive than people think. You know what I'm saying? Because the Packers' defense is pretty damn good at stopping the run, and they have a really good running game, which the Eagles suck at stopping the run. So um, right. I think yeah, it's a bad matchup for the Eagles. So. Yeah, they, uh, you know what? I think you're 100% right there because uh, uh, if Green Bay uh, 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 utilizes the same – strategy they did against Dallas they could be really successful they could they've got enough running uh enough of a running game to give Philadelphia all kinds of problems right uh, exactly and uh and you know they have a good defense as well that I think it's going to give Jalen Hurts problems uh the secret the secret is to just you know, hang with them for the game I think and then let Aaron Rodgers do a little bit of magic at the end yeah. um it could be yeah this could be uh uh it's not gonna be a walk in the park for either team but this that could definitely be a team that Philly could uh um uh, continue to struggle 
yeah, you slip know, up a little bit. And, yeah. that, and that's kind of what I'm thinking. And, yeah. and, and predicting a little bit. Um, uh, it is in prime time. Aaron Rodgers normally shines in prime time. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to tell with Aaron Rodgers. Has he checked out yet, or does he still, you know? Well, and he has thumb problems. Is he even going to play? So, right. Uh, Which you know, uh, I haven't heard anything about. Yeah, I don't. I think Aaron Rodgers will play, but if Jordan Love happened to play, that might not be a bad strategy. Um, You know, because maybe he can uh, inspire that that offense to you know (laughs) inspire them to win. I don't know. I feel like uh, once uh, once the Packers are officially eliminate, eliminated, that Aaron Rodgers are probably going to IR or something uh, yeah. for the season. That would kind of make sense. They kind of mm-hmm. need to do that anyway to to figure out what they're going to do with Love. And um, I mean, because is Love a backup or is he a starter? If he was mm-hmm. a starter, you need to showcase that and get a, and get you some draft picks for him. Yeah, and is Aaron Rodgers going to retire? And is he going to play next year? It's right. hard. All that stuff. You need to know what to do. All that stuff's up in the air. So, but I don't want him to. Uh, I don't want. I don't want Green Bay to uh, to just start dogging it yet until until uh, they beat Philly. <laughs> right. they're, they're one of the few teams that probably can be or, or has the capability to, of uh, beating Philly here. Yeah, one of the few teams that's left on the yeah. year's schedule. Yeah, that, Dallas, Tennessee, although, and maybe maybe the Giants can get a game there. I don't know. They got to play them twice. Maybe they can get one of them. But right. um, but I, I, like I said, with Dallas Gobbert out of uh, missing from that lineup, I, I think that's not a yeah that's that's putting extra pressure on Jalen Hurts. Yeah, uh, I totally that's agree. one of his easy reads that's gone. Right. Exactly. So. His check down is well, yeah. That's probably his number two or three check down there. Uh, right. Yeah. AJ Brown's got a. He's been a. Uh, he's got a cold as well, but I expect that he's going to play. Yeah. So. Well, cool. All right. That is the rest of the games for Week Twelve. Um, you got anything else on any of these games? So I yeah. have. I have the Dolphins winning in a blowout. Commanders winning in a somewhat of a close game, depending on. Who plays quarterback for the Bears? I think the Jets defense. I think that's going to be the tightest game um, of the week uh, or of the you know of week twelve um, is Bears Jets. Um, but I do have the Jets winning, and I have the Packers upsetting the Eagles on Sunday Night Football. Yeah, uh, it looks like it's going to be another strong showing for the NFL East. You know, those yep. teams are just they're balling right now. You know, so. Very true. Yeah, very I kind of agree with you. I'd say those are good all, all assumptions. I'll probably uh, – I do think Miami will probably blow be the blowout game, and then uh, everyone else will be pretty competitive. But I think the, NF, the NFL East teams probably have the leg up on all of them. Right. I totally agree. All right. Well, that is – that's it for this episode. Um, so, everybody, remember we are going back um, finally to our Tuesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. schedule so um, we'll be back Tuesday. Me and Rich will be back Tuesday. We will take a look at these games, do some takeaways from the games we just previewed, and then take a look forward at uh, look a little ahead at week 13. That's the plans. And then, of course, whatever news comes out between now and then, injury updates, things like that, we will be talking about that. All right. Sound All good, right. Rich? Sounds good. All right. You got anything else before we close this up? I think that's about it. (laughs) All right. Sounds good. All right, everybody. Until Tuesday. Peace.